Welcome to episode three of my podcast. Today, I am so pleased to be joined by the man himself, the mind PT. And if you follow me on Instagram, you will know how much I love the work he does and feel that we're kind of spreading the same message, doing the same work, but in our own way. So this conversation is all about mindset and um, welcome the mind Thanks. PT. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Before I ask you about yourself and what you do, I always think it's nice to break the ice with some quick fire questions so our listeners can get to know you. And just so you know, he hasn't seen these questions before. First one, what do you admire? Who do you admire the most? Wow. Quick. Um, I admire Tony Robbins. Oh, yes. Love that answer. If you could be any animal right now, what would it be and why? Tiger. Tiger. It's just because they're the best. Powerful. If a movie was made of your life, who would play you? I always think this. I love Al Pacino. I don't think he could play me. I'm going to say Vince Vaughn or Nick Cage. Both amazing. Yeah. Um, Tell me something on your bucket list. On my bucket list? I'd love to go to, to Egypt. I've been to Ooh, Egypt. Okay. Very spiritual. Yeah. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, and who would it be and why? Oh, I'd like to be. Um, oh, I'm rubbish at quick fire stuff. <laughs> if I could trade places with anyone for a day, I'd probably trade places with my youngest son. Oh. See what it was like. It'd be so cool to see so like through his eyes. Yeah. That's an amazing Joe, answer. Joe. Joe. Love it. I've heard you speak about him before. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so now we've broken the owl ice. Tell our listeners briefly what it is that you do as the Minds PT because I know you've got this amazing following on Instagram and yeah. um, I guess people will be eager to know what it is that you do. Okay, cool. So I'm a qualified psychologist. I am a Reiki master. I'm a qualified NLP coach. And essentially what I do, I help people from all walks of life overcome mindset issues, emotional issues like anxiety, stress, tension, and help them reach the goal. So in addition to doing that, I also work with a lot of top athletes, boxers. Like Callum, I've worked with Callum Smith in the past, Tasha Jonas I'm working with at the moment. And I've, I've worked with, I'm getting quite a few celebrities at the moment as well, like TV stars and musicians. So Amazing. essentially... I just help people solve problems and feel better about themselves. And be the best at what they do. Yep, definitely. Love that. Okay, so on to our first subject, which to our listeners, we will probably digress 25,000 yep. times because when me and Phil talk, we tend to go off on a tangent. <laughs> um, the first thing that we're going to touch on is positive mental attitudes. I know okay. it's something that we are both really passionate about and I think it's easy when you look at Instagram to just hear like, oh, law of attraction and yep. posy vibes and kind of roll your eyes at it. But what would you say your take on a positive mental attitude is? So the first thing that this question reminds me of is when I was learning Spanish when I was in school. And in Spanish, so in, in England, in, in English, sorry, if you were to ask me how old I am, I would say... I am 35, yeah? Yeah. Now I look a lot younger. No, I'd say I'm 35. <laughs> but if you were to ask me in Spanish, I'd say tengo, yeah. which means I have. I would say I have 35 years. Fien, 
25 años, maybe. Don't yeah. Know, might be wrong, not 25, whatever. <laughs> but I'd say I have 25 years, 35 years, sorry. But likewise, if I was hungry in Spanish, I would say I have hunger. If I was sad yeah. in Spanish, I'd say I have sadness. In England and in English-speaking countries, we do it in the wrong way. So we say, I am anxious, I am stressed. Yeah. We make it part of our identity. Mm. So where I'm going with this is this. It's easier to take something away when you only have it. It's harder to take something away when you are it. So for PMA, positive mental attitude, what I like to think is that I identify myself as a positive person. Yeah. Therefore, I am more positive more of the time. So for example, for people who are vegans, they identify as vegans. Mm -hmm. So if I was with a couple of vegans now and I said, um, oh, does anyone want a ham sandwich? Oh no, I, I'm vegan. I don't eat meat. Yeah. And it's the same with me sometimes. So we all have trauma and suffering and adversity, but when it comes to me, I remind myself, well, I am a positive person. Yeah. That's my identity. It is your identity. Yeah. yeah. It's not something that you just pick up and put down. Definitely not. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, that kind of brings me on to my next question because I get asked this a lot through um, Instagram. Do you have down days and how do you deal with that? And I think for me, definitely, it's obviously we would not be human if we didn't yeah. have down days because we've got no control over what happens in our lives and yeah. our emotions are there to tell us oh, this is not right, you should yeah. feel sad about this. Or, um, But underneath it all, I do remain positive um, and know that I will overcome that. And I guess just to anyone listening, how do you deal with days where you maybe feel like you're a little bit off, not feeling 100%? Is there anything that you could advise them on? Definitely. Well, the first thing I would say is that the good news is the more you become conscious and aware of, your own mindset and your, your own emotions, those down days become less and fewer. Yeah. To the extent of now, Paris, no word of a lie, I don't have down days. I'll have down moments. Yeah. And so what I do to quickly get out of them is, I know loads of techniques, but I suppose the key thing is asking yourself, okay, what am, what am I feeling right now? What is the feeling I've got? Okay, well, it's, it's sadness, okay. Why? Why is it affecting me? Or it's anger. Why is it affecting me? What can I do about what's making me angry or sad? Yeah. If I can do something about it, do it. If I can't do anything about it, don't do it. So I suppose what I'm getting at is I sit with the I sit with the, the trigger that's making me feel down. Yeah. And then just sort of like rationalise it because that's the thing with the brain. I've found the people who worry the most and I used to be a massive warrior. <laughs> They're the ones who can create the most. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. So I think sometimes rather than like going down a trail of, of worrying and what ifs and etc., it's just stopping and going, what exactly am I feeling? Why am, Why I, feeling am I feeling it? it? Yeah. So identifying it. And what can I learn from it? Yeah. I think this is massive and I never have time to talk about this enough on stories. I should do an IGTV on it, but um, I guess when you become aware of your emotions and that they are visitors yeah we let them come we let them go and we're in this space where we learn to identify them and i guess honor them yeah and just see them for what they are i've been doing loads of reads and you could probably give some good insight into this about how the thought is neutral it's our minds that make up this narrative and make yeah. it negative and attach learned behaviour, so fear, doubt, worry. Yeah. That's our minds just working in overdrive, isn't it? 
definitely and you make a valid point there because so the the gym that I train in Tier Pro Gym in Waterloo mm. brilliant gym really friendly atmosphere very knowledgeable and my, my PT Carl Taney who's a former UK champion bodybuilder great guy shout out Carl yeah big up Carl <laughs> I always tell him I mention him on podcasts now the thing with Carl is he is like he is he's old school with his communication he won't mind me saying this on his text so Carl will send you the thumbs up now, I know other people whereby if you sent them a thumbs up, they'd be like... Take it the wrong way. What does way? that mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's a bit like our thoughts and what happened to us. Yeah. So I think it's great to rationalise them. Um, so, yeah, when when adversity strikes, when negative stuff happens, sit with it. Because here's the other amazing thing. The saying that I enjoy, that I like is, the lesson repeats until it's learned. Yes. So let's say for the next week, anyone listening decides to do what we've suggested and stop and think, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? Mm-hmm. They may find it's always the same situation Trigger. or person that's triggering it. I honestly, I say this to all my clients about journaling. Yeah, it's helped me massively in my personal growth and mindset. Yeah, and I guess what I've taken from it is identifying what it is that is holding me back, what I could do better. Yeah. So to anyone listening, I would say, you know, if you've if you're going through these negative thought patterns, it's a great way to kind of get it out of your head, get it on paper. And like Phil says, you will start to notice patterns appear. Yeah. And then it's up to you then to to make that change, isn't it? Definitely. Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. So you journal them, yeah? Yeah. What do you do with your journals when you finish with them? Oh, God. If I always think this, if anyone come into my house and found all my journals, they probably have a great time because... They're all, so you they're keep all at them? home. I keep them, yeah. Where do you keep them? I can't tell you that. Oh, do you go back and look at them though? Yeah, often. Okay, so where I'm getting out with this, Jacob is probably going to laugh because <laughs> we've been recording videos this morning from the <laughs> website and I kept messing this one up and repeating it. <laughs> so if you look in my wallet right now, yeah, there's no receipts or bills. Yeah. Because the way I think is, if I'm filling my wallet with bills, I'm sort of inviting more to come to me. Uh, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'd encourage maybe is... The elements, although it's nice to keep a document, a narrative of your life, yeah. the painful things that you're writing of, mm. rather than keeping them, burn them, release burn them. Burn them, yeah. Yeah, because it's like trauma. If you've got unresolved trauma mm. and you walk around with it, it's going to continually get triggered. Yeah. Isn't it? But if you've released it and healed it, yeah, that makes sense? Definitely. Do you know what? Um, my journal is kind of like turns into some days it's a gratitude journal some days it's a novel I've just been to Newquay and I don't know whether it was being by the ocean I'm going to sound dead hippie now but I felt so inspired yeah. and I just sit in this chair and write for hours about things that were on my yeah. mind and it's so therapeutic when you actually you know put pen to paper and the things yeah. that come out when you just start writing are incredible um so yeah maybe I'll have a <laughs> a a ceremony. Session, yeah. Well, it is a full <laughs> it's moon. It's a full moon. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. And there's another full moon this month in October as well. So if the fire brigade get called to my house tonight, that's why it's your fault. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> um, back to the positivity thing. I think to anyone that is brand new to guess mindset, law of attraction, um, anything to do with positive mental attitudes identifying it is the first thing but then shifting your awareness and knowing that it is a visitor and it will pass um i always like to use the analogy you are the sky and everything else is just the weather yeah you know the sky doesn't become the thunderstorm it passes Mm -hmm. and 
then it's sunshine and it never rains forever kind of thing. I mean, there's loads you could you could take from that yeah. book. Just get into grips, I guess, for our listeners with what makes you feel good. Um, I have one song and it's Flowers that I play in the morning if I'm feeling a bit like, right, what, I really need... Um, I'll bring you oh. flowers. <laughs> in the yeah. It's a club song. Yeah. A club song. God, how old do they sound now? <laughs> Ancients. <laughs> a club. 051. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have little things, and in the secret, they call them like s- secret shifters, don't they? Things that will shift your mood. So, I guess just finding something that makes you feel good, whether that's, you know, a bubble bath, sitting with a book, or just something that puts you in a different mindset will automatically take you away from that yeah. negative thought pattern. So, nice. Anything else you want to add into positivity before we move on? Yeah, just very quickly, it, it's dawned on me then. So, like, one thing that I'm acutely aware of is this thing that we all have at times called destination syndrome, mm-hmm. which is this concept of, oh, when I lose weight, everything will be better. Or, oh, I love when that I've got the job, yeah. everything will be better. Or when I've got the new car, or when I've got the new partner, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a bit like getting the train to London from mm-hmm. Liverpool and not looking out the window, focusing on the end result, not looking at all the scenery around you. Yeah. Now, in that context... It's wrong, destination syndrome, because you've got to enjoy the process. Yeah. However, let's flip it on its head. When you're having down times, when you're having bad times, why don't you use destination syndrome then and think, do you know what? Every storm runs out of rain. Yeah. And it's like, if I work with ladies who are going through the menopause, I often give them a metaphor of a tunnel. They know they're going to come out the other side, but they know it's going to go deep, it's going to be hard, it's going to be dark at times in this tunnel of change, but when they come out the other side, life's going to be better. Oh, definitely. I think sometimes just facing whatever it is, you know, if it's a a trauma, a loss, grief, facing it is one of the bravest, but also one of the hardest things that you will ever do. But ultimately, um, you know, it's up to you to do the work, isn't it? Whether that's in the form of meditation, yoga, mindfulness, Reiki, whatever it is that you feel you will benefit from. It's up to you to take responsibility yeah. of that and heal those wounds. So going back to our mate Carly would say to me, you can't out-train a bad diet. And you know what? You can't outrun trauma. Because yeah. if you don't deal with trauma and suffering, eventually it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. And it's going to manifest itself through physical ailments like IBS and anxiety. Mm. And, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. depression. You've got you've to get to the point where you can face what's happening to you. Absolutely. And one of my favourite quotes by Buddha and I say this a lot in my classes is it's not the snake bite that kills you it's the venom running around your body Yeah. because we have no control over those snake bites well maybe some control but you know the big things that really affect us often we have no control over but the venom that we hold on to and the narrative we create around it and the pain and the suffering that we attach to that scenario is what ultimately has a detrimental effect on our mindset isn't it so if we can kind of see it for what it is, it's happened. Again, it's it's neutral. Yeah, yeah. it hates us, but learning to let go. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Let go, like, again, so hippie. But that's exactly what it is, is, is releasing it because it's happened. Yeah. And obviously there's work to do. And, you know, people are going, especially now, people are going through terrible times, facing so much diversity. There's so much change. I don't know about you, but I can feel like so much angst in the air from... Yeah from everywhere and I think when we kind of surrender to to what is we're in this space aren't we where it's yeah it's fluid have you ever broke your toe any of your toes yeah have you yeah 
How did you break it? Metatarsals. I used to be a ballerina, didn't okay. I? So. Well, I did. I broke a toe, not through ballet. I never <laughs> got injured when I did ballet. No, <laughs> I slipped on a piece of lettuce, kicked the fridge. Lettuce. Oh, yeah. God. And broke my toe. Wow. And the reason I bring that up is another thing that I love out of Buddhism, which I've been reading loads on Buddhism lately, I'd encourage anyone to yes. look into it. I would too, actually. It's amazing. I know it's mind blowing. Like, unbelievably amazing, yeah. isn't it? So, in Buddhism, the things I've read is about arrows, two arrows of suffering, and this is how it works. So, when I slipped on that piece of lettuce mm-hmm. and kicked the fridge and broke my toe, that was the first arrow. But the thing I hear more was the second arrow, which was the healing process for the next six months. Because with a broken toe, you yeah. can't do anything, can you? No, you just, yeah. You just pain. gotta, yeah, you hobble Limping around about. on it. Mm. So, with, when something traumatic happens in your life, like maybe you lose your job, maybe mm-hmm. you get your heart broken, maybe you lose a relative, that's the first arrow. Yeah. If you don't resolve the pain, that becomes the second arrow, that becomes the venom, which gets harder and harder. Yeah, hard. The more you hold on to it as well. Yeah. And really that grip, you know, using that visualisation of your hands clenched tightly in a fist and your jaw and your shoulders yeah. up by your ears, all these physical signs that you are holding on to that yeah. that pain and that suffering. Okay. little technique for that then. What you yeah, can do is brilliant. if you... If you wanted to draw like a, an outline of yourself with five arrows sticking in mm. and each one of them arrows is a traumatic thing that's happened to you in your life mm-hmm. or a limiting belief you've got about yourself. Yes. A great thing to do is use a phrase that we've used before, which is the phrase and yet. And yet. Because when you put and yet at the end of any sentence, you can make it more positive. You can reframe it. Love it. Let's um, revisit and yet. Okay. I think we should, because we're only... I don't know, maybe 10 minutes into this and I feel like we could actually speak for hours. But let's make a side note to end on and, and yes, yes, because it's so powerful. Okay. And, and I really would like people to take that away. So I like that. Stay because tuned. Stay tuned because I'll tell you at the end how to finish this technique then. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I put a question box on my Instagram stories yesterday about uh, visiting you for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And a lot of questions come up. A lot of them I've, I've had before and... One of the most common ones I get is about heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And I guess everything we've just just touched on kind of relates yeah. back to that, but we will um, go over it. So people have asked how to deal with heartbreak. What would be your take on that? Well, what I would say first and foremost about heartbreak is it actually is classed as a, a, a disease. Okay. Um, it's got a, oh, I can't remember the name. It's a Japanese name. And what you've got to remember with your heart, guys, is this. Your heart has some similar elements as your brain in terms of tiny electronic currents, maybe neurotransmitters. So that's why often we make decisions based on our heart when really logically we shouldn't we shouldn't make those decisions. Yeah. What I would say with heartache is it's like grief. Yeah. And the thing with grief is fitness is linear, which basically means if you eat well and exercise, it's, your progress goes like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With grief and with heartache, it's not linear. You have ups days, down days. Yeah, it comes in waves. Yeah. So mm. what I would say to people is embrace it. Remember, it's not always going to be the end of the world. Yeah. If it was meant to be, it was meant to be. Mm. Yeah, like my nan always says, houses, love and jobs, if they're meant to happen, they're meant to happen. Yeah, force and anything is not good. Exactly. And also, you've got to, you've got to ask yourself, like we said at the start, why is it hurting so much? Yeah. What unhealed part of myself is it bringing up? Yeah. 
So heartache is really difficult because it's really subjective. But mm. I would just say time is a healer. And come on, how many people have lived before us? Exactly. How many books are the film songs about love, heartbreak, getting over stuff? Yeah, I think it's part. It's definitely part of life, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I love that. And I would say the same. I always advise to to lean into that pain and yeah. you know what's the lesson in the storm here? What was it trying yeah. to teach me? And and as you say. With your heart, if it was meant to be, it would be meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, dealing with negative thoughts. Okay. So this comes up a lot on my my Instagram again. I think um, something that you talk so well about is just eliminating them. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing with your brain is it wants quick solutions. So mm-hmm. one of the quickest things you can ever do is a pattern interrupter, which is move. Yes. So as soon as the yeah, negative thought comes in, just stand up and move. Yeah. Shift it. Definitely. Get it out. Yeah. Dance it out. If you want to dance it up, do a bit of ballet. That's just don't my break favorite. your toe. It's not ballet. I just like to put a song on dead loud and literally move my body and then I feel ten times better. Do you? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Maybe try that at home. It's stagnant energy, isn't it? You know, yeah. that that I feel like I'm quite good at the minute. I, you know, if if a negative or um, you know, doubtful thought comes into my mind. I think, no, you're not welcome here. Yes, You, know, you need to leave. And and then if I can't quite shift it and it's niggling, which, you know, we've all got subconscious minds and yep. it's, it, it might be replaying learned behaviour, I just I just move. I think that's why I'm always yep. so active, you know, like finding time to move your body, takes you out of your head and into your heart. I say this about yoga all the time. Your heart is where it's happening. Yeah. That's your, your gut instinct. It's... And we've become so um, disconnected as a society from our heart and our gut instinct. You know, we immediately ask the opinions of others when it comes to everything in our life, boyfriends, jobs, houses, when we know deep down the answer and ultimately it's up to us to make the decision, not saying you can't ask your friends, you know, it's great to have a a close friend to to lean on. But I think the more time we spend tuning into our heart and our our gut instinct through practices like yoga, like meditation, like Reiki, that's where it's happening, isn't it? Definitely. Your definitely. head is, um, you could probably shed some light on this, learned behaviours. Yeah, learned behaviours. You know, behaviors. what you've been programmed to. I think with negative thoughts as well, you could adopt the Buddhist approach, as in be compassionate and think, okay, well, well I'm not going to let it affect me. What does it mean? Or be a bit ghetto about it if you want. So I'll say to some clients, <laughs> look, when you're negative thoughts in your head, just tell it to F off. Yeah, say Biggie like, or Tupac style. Yeah, definitely. Love it. West side and all that. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know what I mean? Whatever you need to do, the key thing is to break the cycle of the thought. Yeah. Just keep repeatedly breaking it. Yeah. Because eventually it'll stop coming back. That's it. You're reprogramming your mind to yeah. to think differently. And I think once you start becoming aware of the, the negative thoughts... Or maybe the negative people around you and yeah. how they are impacting your, you know, thought process. It's it's powerful. That's where it happens. Yeah. Okay. That's enough on negativity. Yeah. No negative vibes. No. <laughs> I um, I feel like on on Instagram, it's it's hard to strike a balance, isn't it, between giving people an insight into your life and the obviously there's there's challenges as, as running a business or mm-hmm. anything but I never want to be an, an eggy vibe so I want people to come to my page and feel yeah. light and feel inspired and positive and uplifted so um well you said a great thing to me once didn't you about Instagram which was 
Um, if you're ever about to post something and you think, could someone think this is about them? Don't put it in a negative don't way. Don't ever post, post it. it, no. And I say this to, um, you know, um, people at, at work, if, if, if they're doing the, the studio's Instagram, don't ever post anything that's passive aggressive or mm. that anyone could think, is this about me? Because how would you feel if you've seen something and you thought, yeah. could that be about me, you know? what's the point in there just just yeah. be positive and lift people up it feels a hell of a lot better definitely so okay on to our next subject something that i have um have you watched Brene brown's uh netflix documentary yet on no. um okay that's your homework is it good oh god i'm just like a Brene brown groupie at the minute okay you know when you just find someone i know we both love tony robbins but you just find yeah. someone that's She's a shame and um, shame and resilience researcher, and her she just talks about it so eloquently. But this is the next subject: resilience. What does it mean to you, and how has it helped you on your path? Resilience then is motivation's important. Yeah, maybe resilience is even more important. So, especially when I started this business, really inspired by Tony Robbins. <laughs> and I, I basically, I wanted to do everything as soon as possible. Yeah. And Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. Or Paris wasn't built in a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you've got to, to realise sometimes is that no matter what your goal is, no matter what your mindset is, you can't always control what's happening around you. Yeah. And the real test, the real challenge is... How do you face adversity? Anyone can put positive quotes on Instagram. Anyone can set goals. But when they go and get tough, what do you do? Let me give you a great example. So Callum Smith, who came here before his fight with George Groves two years ago, won won on the night. And he won't mind me talking about what this element of what we did. He's great. He's the best at visualising of anyone I've ever met. I went to school with Callum. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's amazing at visualising. Quiet guy, isn't he, until you get to know him? Yeah. So talented. Funny as well. Yeah. Yeah, super talented. And yeah. he works really hard, so made Does. up to see him As do all his brothers and his sister. Yeah, lovely family. So he was amazing at visualising. He'd been taught what we all think of just visualising. Like, he'd visualise himself with the belt. Yeah. He'd visualise himself just at the good times. And I was like, Callum, you've got to visualise yourself when you're against the ropes and you're getting punched. Or when you've got to get up at three in the morning and go running in the rain and you just mm. want to go back to sleep. So that is where you build resilience. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying people listening to this spend loads of time visualising negativity and bad times. What I'm saying is visualise the part of you that is going to get through those times. Yeah. And it's like the steel boulder, which I've spoke about a few times. So we're all like these steel boulders that roll down a hill from what back and forth all day. And these little tiny magnets appear on either side and... Try to sway us. Yeah, I love that. And the trick is so true. get bigger and stronger. So yes. that no matter how many magnets are there, they don't bother you. So you rolling. See, see, see resilience as you proving to yourself and the universe that you deserve success. Yes. And if you're not resilient, if you can't handle it, you don't deserve it. That's what I'd say. That is so bad. In the nicest possible way. Yeah, of course, definitely. Love that. Um, I think as well, I, I shared something a few days ago about uh, when I done my 
landmark training and the one of the lecturers said, imagine yourself at your 85th birthday. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the story, but I was saying, imagine yourself at your 85th birthday surrounded by all the people you love, your family, your friends, um, you know, all the things you've achieved, the milestones you've hit, and maybe you've succeeded in business, maybe you've had some failures, maybe you've built an amazing family, all these things. And then the thing that you are faced with right now that you're having a massive wobble about, will you be worrying about that? Exactly. When you are sat there? Because ultimately it's how much we love and how much we live, isn't it? Yeah. That matters, not these things that we're faced with. I know they test our resilience, I guess that's where I'm going with it. Um, And resilience, I think, definitely for me, I'll have things that I'll go through on a day-to-day basis and think, God, five years ago, that would have really wobbled me. Yeah. And I would have, you know, maybe stressed out about it. And now I just take it in my stride and I think, yeah. So again, just becoming aware of these these things that happen and how we deal with it and how our mindset has yeah. altered. So life is like a washing line. And that little problem that you're focusing on right now, that's such a big deal to you. That's just going to be a pair of socks in the yes. long run, isn't it? Oh, God. Full of sayings today, aren't they? These an- I mean, these analogies, up. they're just incredible. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes. Yeah. Just test at the end, guys. <laughs> you actually did that to me in one of the classes. Yeah. I tested at the end and I was like, oh my God. Um, okay, the next subject, growth mindset. Mm-hmm. I guess it's everything we've been talking about and and more. What is a growth mindset compared to a fixed mindset? If you're listening at home, this is this is something that I remind myself of on the daily. You know, what am I doing to take myself further each day towards my goals? That's yeah. my growth mindset. Even if it's something negative, even if it didn't go to plan, did it? Did I learn a lesson from it? Did it take me closer to my goals? So I guess what I'm asking is, what does a growth mindset look like to you? So a growth mindset to me is just this awareness that there's an abundance of everything in life mm-hmm. and how you look at life determines how much you can achieve and how much you can feel and have. So, you know, there's so many analogies, like a tree, when a tree's growing, the tree growing doesn't look at the tree next to it and think, oh God, that's got more leaves than me. Yeah. It just focuses on the leaves that it's growing. People might get paid each month. You might, get a, you might have a job where you've got a salary mm-hmm. where you get paid, I don't know, £1,500 each month. And if you want to start managing your money properly, you want to keep track of how much is going out. So you might get to the end of the month and think, I've only got £200 left now. Yeah. Or you might look at it and go, yes, I've got £200 left now after all my bills. And it's like how you look at what's in front of you. Like the guy, the farmer, who was working one day and the people turned up in the car and he had all the possessions in the back and he was like, excuse me, we're, we're moving, we're looking for somewhere to live, what's it like around here? And the farmer said, well, what's it like where you come from? And he went, there's no jobs, the people are really horrible, you've got to lock your door at night, and just a toxic place. Mm-hmm. And the farmer says, well, you're going to find the same here. So they drive off. And then another family drive up and the guy goes to the farmer, are you mate, what's it like around here? We're looking for somewhere to live. And he goes, he was a scouser, the fella. And he goes, <laughs> what's it like where you come from? And he goes, amazing. Everyone's dead friendly, dead nice, good atmosphere, good energy, loads of opportunities. Yeah. Well, you're going to find that here. So I think one big thing people do, and I used to do it, is measure ourselves against other people oh, and become God. envious and jealous yeah. and worried and threatened. Yeah. And there's an abundance. 
There is. So much to go around. So let's say, for example, right at this moment in time, there's another yoga expert and there's another mind PT mm-hmm. doing a podcast. Yeah. And I might go home and watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be thinking, oh my God, that guy's going to, that man or woman's going to take all my clients. What yeah. I'm going to be thinking is, brilliant because a rising tide sails all ships. And do you know yeah. what? There might be some people that are drawn to me who I can help. Mm-hmm. And there might be people drawn to someone else who they can help. Exactly. And there's enough abundance for absolutely everyone. Yeah. There is no competition. No. I love that. That's the way I look at it as well. Every day I just want to better myself. Yeah. For me, not, you know, to be better than anyone else doing what I'm doing. And you know what? You're a leader, Paris. And as a leader, there's two types. There's the leader that goes around knocking down other people's skyscrapers mm-hmm. or there's the leader that goes around helping people build their own skyscrapers. I want everyone to win. I yeah. say that to, you know, like my team at work, you know, let's let's just all build each other up and help each other. Yeah. Because as we as I keep saying, there's an abundance. There is. <laughs> um on on that note, growth mindset, um I've made a little side note to say stop looking at success as a distant achievement. Yeah. And I think that's huge, isn't it? You know, I think you touched on it at the beginning of the podcast, this mindset of when I lose a stone, when I get the job, when I move house, contentment is the, you know, best soil for happiness and and being present, isn't it? And it's great to have goals, but also being really grateful and really happy with what we have now. I... Um, obviously this podcast isn't going to be about our journey. We'll do that in another episode. But I know, you know my journey and I know your journey. And I am forever grateful for the little things, you know, uh, the coffee, the Mm -hmm. um, walking my dog, um, my job, the roof over my head. The weather. Yeah. And I'm practising gratitude for those little things. When those big things happen, they bowl me over. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just so grateful for... Yeah. For life, my mum, I must do my mum's head and she goes, I don't know where I got you from. <laughs> Just like, isn't this amazing? Are you like but, Buddy the Elf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that annoying. Okay. Um, but yeah, just seeing everything as a as a blessing and um, kind of getting away from that success being a distant achievement. You know, if, if, so, if you see someone else succeeding at what you're doing, reach out to them. Yeah. Find out what they've done to get where they are. Yeah. I love it when people ask me on Instagram, hey, I'm opening up my own studio. Have you got any tips? Oh, my God, 10-hour voice notes. Don't do yeah. this, do this, put this class on, use this accounting system. Um, this is how you can maximise your profit margins on this because I want to help them and I think I'm yeah. paving the way for them. So reach out to those people who are doing what you want to do and ask them. You might be left blank, but the good people will say, you know. Did you have anyone who did that for you at the start? Um, no. Like, is it the same? <laughs> and then that's what makes me do it for people. God, yeah. Because it's like, I, I would have loved it if, like, someone had told me, oh, by the way, you don't want to do that because this might happen. Yeah. But I guess you live and learn, don't you? Yeah. And, and ultimately, there's going to be people who might watch this and go, yeah, but, like, that's a bit, that's not a good business idea. And ultimately, I always say this one, you know, People can steal the recipe, but the sauce will never taste the same. <laughs> but the sauce will taste even better if you help people season theirs Ooh. and they season yours, won't they? Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to talk about food too much because I haven't had my, din- my dinner. I was surprised this mic can't hear my belly rumbling. <laughs> but what I will say, you know, at the moment, so yeah. you said before and you mentioned they're like, 
I call them sweet little victories, the little things that keep you going, a little yeah. moments. And for me, one of them is always looking at the weather because whatever the weather is, you can still be a bit like, oh, wow, going to the beach, seeing the sea. But at the moment, the one for me is, have you had a mint Kit Kat chunky? I haven't. Are they wow. nice? Game changer. I can't even imagine it. I've had a peanut butter one. Oh, this is next level. Next level-ish, mm. this one. Do you dip it in a cup of tea? You could do. I haven't yet. Kit I will report back. Kit Kat chunky in a cup of tea is just... Mm. Mint Kit Kat, Kit Kat chunky. I am telling everyone, go and buy one. You'll okay. enjoy it. Okay, take that away, listeners. Mint yeah. Kit. I want to see you tag us <laughs> yeah, in Instagram, tag listening. The ma- at the MPT with your Kit Kat <laughs> chunky. Kit Kat chunky. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something about uh, the... Oh, amazing... Um, technique that I often use if I find myself saying I have to turn it into I get to yeah so I have to do all this washing I have to clean my house I get to do all my washing in this washing machine that some women around the world or men don't have access to I get to clean this house that I pay the mortgage on that no one can take away from me that some people don't have a roof over their head. So turning I have to into I get to Boss, I like is that. just, yeah. It's empowering, isn't it? So empowering. I think it just changes the way you look at everything. Even, you know, oh God, I have to put petrol in my car. <laughs> Not standing at the bus stop. I get to yeah. put petrol in this car to get me to where I need to be. It's yeah. Game changer. Okay. Next subject. In a monologue. How we speak to ourselves is so important and you really do become what you believe. So any tips for people who maybe, maybe the listeners at home are at the start of their journey and aren't even aware of their inner monologue. So just for you guys at home, obviously Phil might hit me with some statistics here, but um, I've done a a trauma-sensitive yoga course last year and the lady was explaining how subconsciously we have over up to 60,000 thoughts per day mm-hmm. and they can be filled with fear, doubt, negativity. Yeah. And then when we become aware of them, it's like, oh, that's noisy up there and we start, you know, doing these little techniques to shift them out. So what would you say about inner monologue and how how to maybe monitor and just start becoming aware of what you're talking to yourself? Like, you know, yeah. are you really down on yourself? Are you limiting your you know maximum potential on this earth by doubting yourself i think what you've got to do with your 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 own mind and your brain is kind of look at it like an alexa you've got this alexa in your brain so Mm. the part of the brain i'm talking about is called the reticulated activating system your ras the ras yes okay you doing me homework good so with the (laughs) ras so just like alexa alexa gives you answers without judgment so alexa what's the weather like alexa are Everton still top of the league? Yes. Um, start to get that <laughs> one in. Blue. Yeah. And we're also top of the charts. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully it last for a long time. No, anyway, so our Alexa's in our brain. If we sat here now and spoke for ages about a purple BMW for ages and ages, yep. we're putting that thought and that idea and those words into our RAS. Yeah. Our RAS is going to actively prove that one exists. So yep. we'd probably walk somewhere and see one. See one, yeah. Now, I can't remember seeing a purple BMW before. And it's not because we're manifesting it, it's because the RAS will find it. Yeah. So likewise, if you're constantly telling yourself or thinking limiting beliefs that maybe you've been conditioned to believe, like, I'm not good enough, I'm not clever enough, I'm ugly, 
no one's going to find me attractive, I'll never get a promotion, blah, blah, blah. Your rat is going to keep proving it. Simple way to change it is affirmations. Yes. Repeatedly use strong affirmations. Love this. Do it when you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. Do it when you're driving, do it whenever. Just repeatedly keep saying them. Affirmations is something that I try to practice a lot. If I'm having a, um, you know, a day where I need to be super focused or a day where I really want to make a difference, I... I have the power to make a positive impact on someone's day. Nice. Love that that one. one. Yeah. Um, And guys, your RAS can only take a certain amount of information, correct? So it's there to protect you as well. So if you're driving down the road now, maybe listening to this, I hope you're paying attention to the car in front of you or you'll be listening. Your your RAS will be taking in so much information right now, you know, the, the beat of your heart, the sound of your breath. But then it's there to say there's a car coming on the right-hand side, look out. So it can only take a certain amount of information. So the more you fill it up with, I am, I can, I will, the more positive your life will be. And it can be bypassed as well. And that's how hypnosis works, which can be a topic for another another (laughs) podcast. I feel like we're going to have 10 episodes by the end of the month because there's that much we need to talk about. we're nearly at the finish line, guys. I hope you're all still with us and as entertained as we are because we could talk for hours. But as I said, we will do other episodes. Um, goal setting mm-hmm. for personal success. What does that look like for you? Do you set yourself short-term goals, long-term goals? And do you find any measures that really help you with goal setting? Yeah, so I think the first thing before I set a goal, I ask myself, can it be measured? And if it can't be measured, then go back to the drawing board and think about it because how can you how can you track if you're not if you're going to hit it or not if you're not measuring it if you're not able to measure it mm. so what I mean is let's say I, I, my goal was to be rich well how much is rich yeah be specific about rich, your goals yeah. guys so then the best way to to achieve your goals is to work backwards so create milestones so let's say my goal was to earn 250 grand this year mm-hmm. I would then create 10 milestones that would get me from what I'm earning now to, to earning 250 grand. Yeah. And then often what I'd do is I'd imagine I'm at the finish line. I, I, the version of me who's got the 250 grand, how would he be thinking now day to day? Yeah. What decisions would he be making? Mm-hmm. Say my goal was to, I don't know, lose two stone. Okay, so the version of me who's lost two stone, would he be having mint Kit Kat junkies? <laughs> No, he probably wouldn't, would he? So whatever your goal is, milestone measures that you can keep track of. Because the great thing there is, Palace, it's okay to change your goal. Yeah. What's not okay is to give up and stop completely. Mm -hmm. So over lockdown, I had this business idea and I was like, I'm glad now. Something was like, I don't know why. I'm very thorough when I plan goals, but I was uber thorough. I was going into the M degree and I was even thinking... Just do it, man, because Tony Soprano used to say, indecision is the worst decision. Yes. So I'm like staggering over this goal and then, bam, I realised I've got a better business idea, which was much simpler. And I'm so grateful and happy that for whatever reason, my RAS slowed me down with the execution of this other business so that I can start the other one, which is going to be absolutely amazing for everyone. No doubt. Um, It's nearly at fruition. So, yeah, so I would say it's okay to change. Definitely, Have milestones, have a milestone plan. If you want to look up something, guys, look up something called a Gantt chart, Gantt, G-A-N-T, maybe G-A-N-T-T, Gantt chart. Dead Jacob, you've used one, haven't you? Off screen, Jacob there, the producer (laughs) Jacob. Uh, But, yeah, Gantt chart's really helpful. Okay, amazing. Um, 
it was going to be the final question, but it's not the final question because okay. we're going to end on. And, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this exercise is going to yeah. um, completely change your mindset. So yeah. tell me and everyone listening something that you've learned through your life that you would like to pass on to someone else. Okay. Something I've learned in my life to pass on to someone probably the greatest lesson that I've learned in life is that you have to be flexible with your beliefs like yes just because you see just because you believe something doesn't necessarily mean it's right and the worst type of people are the ones who even when they're faced with evidence refuse to shift from their belief absolutely you've got to sort of You've just got to have that flexibility to to realise you don't know all the answers. No. There's more than one way to do things. Yeah. And also, um, that comes down to, like, everything in terms of, you know, how you judge yourself, mm-hmm. how you expect things to be. And if you're judging another. Yeah, exactly. And if you know what? I'm guessing that people listen... I'm guessing no-one listening loves the idea of someone gossiping about them or judging them. No. And yet, they probably gossip and judge people. We all do it. I'm consciously aware. I still do it and I attempt to stop as much. Do you not just think that's... Human nature? No, lazy brain. I say to my niece all the time, so I've got one niece who's who's 13, well, turning 13 in January, and I hope that she's going to grow to be this just force to be reckoned with. Because I say to her, especially when she was going into high school, be kind to everyone. If you're in a room and there's girls talking about another girl, be the one to change the conversation. Yeah. Don't be the one to just get involved because by you just getting involved and going along with the crowd, that's your lazy brain getting involved in that conversation, that gossip. And it's a small mentality. You want to be around people that are talking about ideas, not each other. Exactly. I, I haven't got... This blows my mind when here and again i just walk away if my friends know i wouldn't i wouldn't say and i'm bad about anyone else but it blows my mind that people have the time to to watch what other people are doing yeah and then pass comments about it and something that i say a lot on my instagram the mouth should have three gatekeepers is it kind is it true and is it necessary if everyone tick those three gatekeepers before they open their mouth yeah. I think they'd have a lot more energy yeah they'd have a lot more you know ultimately we are just a, a big magnet aren't we so anything I think you'd feel lighter out. wouldn't you do that much lighter yeah I know and also so where I, what I was getting at with that is like if you don't like the idea of people talking about you but you still talk a lot about people then yeah you've got to expect it whereas if you know hand on heart that you don't you only say things that you'd say to people anyway if they're in front of you yeah. Then you become more... You stop judging people. You stop judging yourself. You yeah. stop being bothered about people judging you. Yeah. Everyone's going to have their opinion and their opinion is fine. It doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. I think as long as you are checking in with your intentions and, you know, you're clear on what you're doing, then just yeah. just let everyone else crack on. So... Yes. On that note, let's hit them with... And yet. And yet. So to recap, guys... Um, in Buddhism there's a belief that you get hit with two arrows of suffering the thing that happens to you and in the pain the suffering the unresolved trauma you carry around one way to identify this then draw an outline of yourself 
and draw five arrows. And for each one of them arrows, I want you to write either something traumatic that's happened to you or a limiting belief you've got about yourself. Mm -hmm. Then next to it, I want you to write the words and yet. And I want you to reframe it. I want you to put a positive spin on whatever it is. So let's have an example of adversity. Mentioned heartbreak before. Um, Someone left me and broke my heart. And yet it allowed me to get closer again to my mum and my family. Oh, yeah. that's such a nice way to look at it. Yeah, or um, I didn't get that promotion that I wanted. And yet, now it means I can go back to the drawing board and find a job that I'm passionate about. Yes. So whatever, even if you put on the and yet and the positive bit is something that you don't believe yet, because yeah. here's what we do in a palace and it links into the other thing we said. You then create five positive affirmations, five positive statements. Mm-hmm. They become your affirmations every day. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, consistency is key with this, guys, yeah. as well, like with anything. But reprogramming your mind to these affirmations, and yeah. yet, and flipping that kind of goes back to I, I have to, I get to thing. Yes. It's, it's just turning it all around, isn't it? So, so like, say, the the version of me, he was about twenty, twenty one, twenty two when he <laughs> broke his toe. He had a lot of arrows he hadn't resolved. Yeah. Around abandonment issues body dysmorphia, yeah. self-esteem. So I've done that exercise and I've unyetted all of it. And what helped me was I imagined he walked in the room. So if he walked in the room and sat down there now, me knowing what I know now, what could I say to the younger version of me? I would say, you know, your, your self-image about your weight. Don't worry, you're going you're gonna to put weight on yeah. when you go. You're going to struggle to get it off now. You're going to put it on. <laughs> you're abandoning issues around, you know, trauma you've been through as a teenager. No one else has abandoned you. No one else is going to abandon you. You're never going to abandon yourself. Your issues around money, you're going to learn to manage money. So that's a great way of doing it. And even if your life right now, listeners, isn't that good, do what Pala says. Imagine the 80-year-old version of you, 85-year-old version of you yeah. there, sitting down and their life, his or her life's turned out amazing. Mm. What would they say? That's how you and yet. Oh, yeah, one final, and yes, one final <laughs> thing. If you've got negative people around you, the ones who've got a problem for every solution, Mm. whenever they say something negative and yet it with something positive like this weather's terrible isn't it and yet oh it's getting all cosy for winter yeah or it's a know, beautiful oh no change. there's going to be another lockdown and yet you know well what about the positives what can you do at home etc mm. so the more you and yet it the negative people will start to stay away from you because oh, yeah. they'll be like oh there was Paris again <laughs> positive Paris <laughs> so it works out well Oh, God, what an episode. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for um, having me on. Listeners, I hope you have enjoyed and taken away a lot of the things that help me and the Mind PT in, you know, our day-to-day lives and on our journey. And it's something that we're definitely going to delve into, you know, more episodes. So please, if you are listening, tag us in, let us know how you're feeling after listening to it. If you've taken on board any of the tips and tricks that we use, we would love to hear your feedback, especially if you're going through a difficult time. You know, at the end of the day, that's why we want to record these sessions, isn't it? To to help anyone that might be struggling with mindset or going through a really adverse time in their life. So I hope you feel supported. I hope you feel loved. And thank you so much for joining us.